We have a special uh, sort of like series, I suppose, that's going to come every, uh, every time that it's relevant. Uh, and we're going to call it the Seven Feasts of Israel. And Andy's going to be talking to us about this because um, they're really important that we look at them and study them. And, and I'm looking forward to hearing what Andy has to say about the feast that is actually celebrated this, this weekend and this week, isn't it? And it's uh, the Feast of Pentecost. And it's also known as other things, which are, or a different name, which you will come up and explain in just a second. So I'm going to have Andy come up and speak to us. And uh, I hope you're really blessed by what he has to say. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> the seven feasts of the Lord. This weekend it's called, in Hebrew, Shavuot. That's how it's pronounced. And so this morning, I would like to share some thoughts on the fourth feast of the seven holy feasts that God commanded Israel to follow. This fourth holy feast is called Shavuot, but is more commonly referred to as the Feast of Weeks or Feast of Pentecost. For the religious Jews, the fourth feast of Pentecost is being commemorated today all over the world. Perhaps one of the most fascinating biblical studies is the historic and prophetic significance of the special feast days of the Lord. While believers are not required to keep these feasts, every believer should be familiar with them as they not only celebrate an historical event in Israel's past, but are at the same time a prophecy of future events or types. The seven feasts of the Lord are arranged in Leviticus into two groups. The first four came at the beginning of the biblical Jewish year, while the last three came at the end of the year. This, it seems, is God's method in revealing future events. Between these two groups, there was a period of several months and there were no feasts or holy convocations. The feasts of Passover and unleavened bread point to Christ's death and burial, first fruits to his resurrection, and the feast of Pentecost 50 days later to his church. And Pentecost in Greek means 50. God specifically told the Israelites that they were to count seven Sabbaths from the first fruits, which adds up to 49 days. Then on the day after the Sabbath, which was the 50th day, that is today, they were to bring to the temple two loaves of bread to be made with fine flour and baked with leaven. These two loaves of bread were to be used as a wave offering for the people. So what was the significance about the two loaves? Well, as part of this wheat offering, leaven was baked into the two loaves of bread, which is a striking contrast to the bread a few weeks before at Passover. These two leaven loaves became symbolic 
of sinful mankind, both Jew and Gentile. As the scriptures state in Psalm 14 verses 2 and 3 and Romans 3 verses 9 and 10. The Feast of Pentecost begins at sundown Saturday, May 19 and concludes sundown on Sunday, May 20 and is believed to be the day that God gave Moses the Torah or law on Mount Sinai after their exodus from Egypt. It is therefore commemorated as the biblical birth date of the nation of Israel. As mentioned earlier, the rabbis tie the Feast of Pentecost to the giving of the law or the Torah. But here too are some other interesting parallels. When God gave the Torah to his people, all Israel acknowledged that they would follow it found in Exodus 9, verse 8. It wasn't long after that that Israel forgot and disobeyed God, bringing down his judgment, which is found in Exodus 32, verse 28. And 3,000 of God's people were destroyed. Is it just coincidence that years later, on the anniversary of the giving of the Torah, God would then, as firstfruits, have 3,000 born into the church, as reflected in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, where Peter's preaching at Pentecost resulted in 3,000 being baptised and added to the church. I just find that fascinating. I find figures fascinating. It also points to the, to the fulfilment of Ezekiel 36, verse 27, whereby his spirit on the feast day of Pentecost would write his Torah on the hearts of his people. Finally, the last three feasts, namely Feast of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, and Feast of Tabernacles, all of which foreshadow the next series of prophetic events, which is the regathering of Israel, the time of Jacob's trouble, his ultimate salvation, and the kingdom age, respectively. For truly, coming events cast their shadows before. These seven feasts of Jehovah are a shadow of things to come. Colossians 2 verse 17, which, which says, Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. The New Testament is the only divine commentary on the Old Testament. As it is often quoted, the new is the old contained and the old is the new explained. The next feast on the Hebrew calendar is Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah which is sundown September 10 to sundown September 11. But I will uh, share more on that feast as we approach that time. So I hope this has been helpful in bringing some understanding to these holy feasts. Mm -hmm. <laughs>